practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Done with the fashion show, let me introduce this baby. Okay? Got it. Let me see, I'm trying to get that voice. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Fifteen years ago, the three of us founded a sketch comedy troupe. Oh, shit. Let me start it again. Wrote, I'm, I wrote, there we go. And, and I didn't give appropriate pauses. God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Fifteen years ago, the three of us formed a sketch comedy troupe, which became the namesake for this very podcast. Oh, I use podcast twice. The jerk practice. This is, this is written on a You're going full. It sounds like full tilt NPR intro. That's what I'm trying to do. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Fifteen years ago, the three of us founded a sketch comedy troupe, aptly with the same namesake as this podcast, The Jerk Practice. Now we're... Now we... Now... Uh, now, <laughs> now we get back together. Now we get together and look back on our journey into comedy. Some of it surprisingly still holds up. Much of it makes us cringe, but all of it is uniquely ours. The jerk practice. And then brackets introduce ourselves. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Henning. Hi. I don't have that voice. Like, I'm trying to... Welcome to the dit 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 dit. That's the only part I... Welcome to the dit 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 dit. That's the part that makes you... That throws you off every time. It doesn't throw me when off, but that's off. the voice I'm looking for. And what podcast am I thinking of? Um... I mean, I get your stayed quiet Welcome low, to the like that would be a more like news forward podcast as opposed to something more chippy like, ah, welcome, Studio 57, where we talk about movies with John Beecham right. or whatever the fuck their names are. John Beecham? I don't know. <laughs> Just a name. Hey, well, Just it's a gum. Uh, it was written on a napkin on the, on the train ride over. This is a I napkin. See. This is a napkin from a. Um, what would you call that place? Towel. This is a. This is a special napkin hoisted from. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a, a sober living house. <laughs> 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 no, it's what do you call now like? It's like a counseling ones. center in Greenpoint. Ousted mm. one napkin shy, baby. We'll uh, do a couple of takes of that and put it on the next podcast. I don't like it. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. Maybe we need some Henning. Henning's got the NPR voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to read. Welcome to the... I'm da-da-da. It doesn't matter. Stop. <laughs> Henning's got a... Uh, I keep looking over and I can't avoid looking at these um, little treats Henning has on the table in front of him. I know you'll appreciate one of them especially. Right. So I got a... Uh, went to this cool vintage uh, candy shop in LES that I love and got uh, Aaron made Harbinos? me my friend Aaron was in town and made me look closer to the the parts I usually ignore which is a baseball card uh, but with gum still in them and yeah the old the card gum dust the old cards with uh, right these are well not baseball cards Harry and the Hendersons is one Heck yeah! It says new hit movie right on it. So it you was know, you know, always new, always hit. So always. you know it was uh, packed, packaged, airtight. Hopefully in 1987. It says. <laughs> How come no sequel for that one? 
and we're going to open it. He didn't, he, didn't he get away? Eat some it's gum? It's like E.T. No he, sequel needed. He didn't get away. They let him go. Back into the wild. Who was that? John Larroquette? No. In the like, suit? Yes? Uh, no. John Lithgow. It was Lithgow. All right. <laughs> Ooh, there's, you going to eat the, the gum? Yeah, you are too. Oh, the gum's not going to last Ooh. very long. Ooh, yeah, that's it. It doesn't stick together anymore. It just turns into a pink sludge. Wow. Is that like will that make us sick? <laughs> Henny's not swallowing and he's ruining the the um Alright, I'll swallow it. All those fucking thirty year old pig hooves gone to waste. Oh yeah. Tastes like cardboard. Like the cards, I guess. Those are good looking yeah, cards. Yeah, I bet the card tastes better. I bet the gum makes the cards taste like garbage. What is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> um Oh wow, that was really is that bad. Lithgow? It's probably will get sick. Yeah, that's Lithgow. Spooky sounds. God, I miss this era. Like how? Oh yeah. I guess like this will never come back. Like one, nobody gives a shit about movies that much because there's too much no. content to like care enough about one thing. Like it's if the, you're looking at proto internet, that's what we had. No yeah. internet. Can't look up Harry and the Hendersons pictures. Don't have to. Got him in my tops binder. Do you, like, do you think uh, Stranger Things, like, they they don't have trading cards, right? No, I mean, they may do, like, a faux set of them as a promotion. That would be smart, like, right? Like, they'll reuse the aesthetic, but they won't, like, mass produce, like, you would, Stranger Things. You would think it would do packs. fine. I mean, that, that impulse for kids to collect stuff didn't go anywhere. Only they're doing it with Pokemon now, I guess. They just still want it. cards. A, it has to be a game. It has to be entertaining. Just yeah. opening a pack of things and staring at them doesn't doesn't do it. <laughs> it has to be something you can trade with your friends. So it has, needs a certain uh, like even Pog, that had to be a game. Like there had to be competition involved. I think yeah. I think um, but even then, with in the trading card verse. You were still a bit. Uh, you were a bit on the outside if you showed up to the trading game with Harry and the Henderson. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the Harry pack. Can I get a Barry Bonds for a Lithgow? Uh, a Lithgow rookie. Get him. <laughs> Did you guys remember the sticker books? Oh, absolutely. Of what? Did those? Did you Anything? have to buy packs of stickers for the book, or did it just? So, like I, I, the one I remember most is my father buying me at like a gas station the Masters of the Universe movie sticker book. Yep. Were and these? Did you buy packs of stickers to put them in the book? Now I'm trying to think. There were the stickers that actually stuck, like they were adhesive. Well, they all stuck, but there were the stickers that once you stuck them, you didn't take them up. But then you guys remember like the jelly-like stickers that you could peel on and off. Oh right, yeah. Oh, the like vinyl little color form thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like yeah. The, you'd mm -hmm. have that waxy. It would be like Spider Man, and it would be a rooftop, and then you'd just have those like vinyl Spider Man and his villains, and you just stick them on the thing. Yeah, but I had like remember that. What was the cartoon that was like? Uh, uh, it was like s robotic or cybonic. <laughs> I don't think cybonic <laughs> is a thing. It will be. I'll get into that later. Was it? It, it was like cyborgic, cybernetic, cybernetic. Yeah. Uh, cybernetic cyborgic? policemen and firemen and 
civil servants, but they were all bionic is the word I'm looking for. Do you remember that, like, cartoon? Not really. I remember there was a cartoon called, like, Cops. I think C-O, C period O period P period yeah. S. And they were all, uh-huh. yeah, I guess they were all kind of, like, yeah, cybernetic. Like, the, they would shoot, the one guy shot a, a, a fucking Gatlin? handcuff. Yeah, handcuff yeah. out of his wrist, and it would lock onto the guy, and he'd just rope him in. I had a sticker book of that, probably when I was 26, too. I think I was too old yeah. for it, but <laughs> but it, and it just came, like, I don't understand, like, the concept of sticker books at that time, because I never bought, like, a sticker booster pack. It just came with some stickers and a book to stick those stickers. I think there were little booster packs. Not but in the they were like, home. a proper pack. They were, like, you know, like a... Sugar in the raw pack. They were just these tiny little paper. Which is funny because when the World Cup was happening, mm-hmm. they reintroduced sticker books for the World Cup. So I, you would like was when I was still in Brooklyn, I'd see all these bros at bars like feverishly like trading stickers, and it just like totally brought me back to like being six. Mm-hmm. But these guys are twenty six. Who uh, who was on that marketing? Who led that marketing campaign? I don't know, Stickers. Some genius European, because it's cheap as shit to make. Yeah, I guess, and they sold them. Yeah, I don't know. Because you got to buy the book, and then you got to buy the packs of stickers. But who would Once do you that? Stick the sticker in a the book. lot of uh, grown people. Like the reason there's adult coloring books. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, good point. Life is terrible. I just want to be a child again. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Because I love collecting and shit, but I wouldn't. I just can't see myself. I'm trying to think of uh, a theme or an item. Stickers that are would... cheap, man. Not a sticker man. I'm a sticker man, but not a collector. You don't collect stickers. Well, I mean, your glasses say you collect stickers. But... <laughs> no, my glasses say. <laughs> do your kids collect stickers? <laughs> you put stickers on the end of a fishing lure and lure someone into the, a dark. Stickers alley. on both my butt cheeks and say, "Hey, Corky, come here." <laughs> German day. Dated That's not German, German day. day. That's not German day. Speaking corky. of, there's only one famous Corky. Th- how come there? No, there's two famous corky, Corkies. Romano. Romano. Three famous Corkies. Oh, who are you thinking? Corky Saint Clair from Waiting for Guffman. But they're all <laughs> make fun of retarded people. Uh, is Corky St. Clair retarded or softer than he a little bit? Yeah, but he's more like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just Corky Romano. Maybe. I don't know. I am not, I'm going on record. Not a Chris Kattan fan. I'm looking at Henning. <laughs> Henning, can you tell us what Corky Romano is? Cause I never saw that movie. All I know is Chris Kattan played him. Was he mentally challenged? No, I don't. He's, he dresses he's just crazy. Like a... I think. Like as uh, Chris Gatan was a schoolgirl, a uh, a uh, Girl Man- Scout mango, <laughs> mango, mango, yeah, mango, mango, mangaloid. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Not, I'm not. I, I never. Chris Gatan never, never rung my bell. That's not to say I, I don't know. I'm not. Chris I'm not Kattan. listening. Chris Gatan laughing. Chris Kadont. I don't. <laughs> I'm having, tr- I'm having trouble today. How much? Too nonstop. It's funny, like, now that I don't have, like, that quote-unquote, let's call it a nine-to-five, like, I don't have any time. Because all boxes? 
now that I'm not humping boxes, all of my time is either trying to find a job or feverishly, anxiously worrying about not finding a job. Oh, yeah. That's how I was when I first moved here. Like, I had all the time in the world to do stuff, but I was like, I'm not, you're not in the headspace to like, I'm going to work on something really fun and creative. Yeah, but I did. And uh, I can get into it whenever you're ready. Nice submission. I, I was like, like that's a, a segue if there ever was one. Uh, so I so I was like, should I talk about it? Because it's a submission. Because I I like found like a, like a process to submit for a, a publication that nice. rhymes with Dad Dagazine. Mm-hmm. And Dad Dagazine, uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, but like. It doesn't matter because one nobody reads that. Oh wait, should I say yeah. that? What if I get what if I get no, the gigs? Old Dad Magazine. It's a Shoot. magazine, but it's mostly like online content. They're yeah. located. You can still get a physical magazine, but mostly online. But I found out, like in my submission process, they don't want they they've walked away from what truly makes it dad. They don't want movie parodies, TV parodies. Like, cause I was gonna write a whole thing on Trump based on the Goonies about his cabinet called the Cronies, Cronies, <laughs> and then Meg was like, "The Goonies is like from 1984." Like, nobody. So is Trump. <laughs> but also, like, I don't think, like, I think you can safely say, like, Mad Magazine, like, I'm maybe you guys can think of an equivalent, is still for our age group. I don't think they're fishing for like the younger no, generation. No, they're not getting. 10 year olds they're not mm. hooking young kids I yeah think, like i think cracked magazine is is much more active online and getting the getting those social media followers and and the new yeah, i was generation. gonna say they have a, and a they larger also, net and they also uh are that's their that's their wheelhouse still is pop culture deconstruction taking yeah. it apart like like you, you like should have auditioned for smacked What's oh well? <laughs> I will. I had forgot. I will. I will. But maybe they're gonna. So. But they're not do. So mad is just political now. Uh no no. I, I wish I I was more. I didn't have anything. That's why I'm bringing this. So like. Uh, Get into it. Let's see it. Oh, because uh, they they want like uh social commentary on things that are evergreen, such as dating and uh, this gotcha. and politics mm-hmm. and and politically. Uh, uh, relevant the material, but like they said, don't send us Alfred ne- E. Newman cover ideas, <laughs> which That's is all I sent them. Yeah. And then don't send us uh, like a play on things we already do. You know, like the classic Mad, like oh, like revive an old bit that they yeah in the past. Uh, and then no movie or TV parodies, which I was like. Well, I had a whole bit that was going to be like parodying the entire CBS lineup. Uh, uh, what was it like? Uh, Big Bang Theories all banged up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. You missed your, your wagon. It was oh, there. no. Well, this is going to get me in the door, and then they're going to get nothing Bring but. Bring it back. I think they're just like, I don't want any motherfucker coming in here and taking my sweet gig, which is all movie TV parody. Oh, like, let do. them take, like, let them read about Aleppo, you know? <laughs> yeah. They do do it. They just have those positions filled. Orders. That's the cherry spot. That's the the man on top. 
So you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. This one, I, I, this, I'll, I, I, is the raspberry lifted as of today, or do we wait till the inaug? It's lifted. Raspberry's lifted for so Mad I, Magazine purposes. Lifted. All right, then I'll go into that one since it's lifted. All right, so this one's entitled Trump's Rump. Yes. <laughs> Synopsis. It turns out that all of those asinine comments that have been made by Trump are literally generated by his butt. Parentheses. Rump Trump's brain. Potential panels. And they didn't want like it scripted out, so don't take this as like I don't know what I'm doing. I just they just wanted like quick, so quick. Uh, Boom, boom, boom. So pitch. The elevator pitch, if you will. Mm. Donald Trump at a White House press panel. Potential panels. One. Donald Trump at a White House press conference. He leans slouchily on the podium. And this can go into, sorry, this can go into, this kind of has a basis in one of our first sketches, which let's see if you guys can get it. Leans slouchily on the podium as his rear end juts out to the side. Trump thanks everyone for coming and is looking forward to answering all of their questions thoroughly and thoughtfully. Uh, brackets. In these panels, Trump's words are clearly delineated from his asses by way of clean-lined word ballooning versus the jagged, manic ballooning of his rump. His rump states, Oh, fuck, I didn't close that bracket. So it's like, damn it. Trump says something That's and bad. then his rump has a comment on it below. His rump interrupts him. His uh, rump states, uh, You're all fake news. Second panel, a report of potentials. A reporter responds by asking, what was that, Mr. President? And Trump, plugging his butthole, replies, <laughs> replies with a um, cork, a tasteful cork. No, you're, see, that's so? why that's why we're on the same level. Just wait. I've got to keep reading. Uh, 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 Trump, plugging his butthole, replies, I'm um, nothing. May I take you's, um, I mean, take your first question. A reporter asks, how do you respond to uh, three panel three? A reporter asks, how do you respond to the allegations that you were aware of and utilized the Russian hacks during your campaign? Trump responds, you know, I think that is a very important question that should be addressed. National, some, national security is something that I do not take lightly. Trump is interrupted by his rump. What a stupid question. And anyone who says anything like that is full of hot air. Speaking of. <laughs> A hot, steamy fart whiff comes streaming out of Trump's room. <laughs> a hot, steamy fart whiff comes streaming out of Trump's rump and wafts its way towards the press. The reporter's nose getting wind of it. I don't know why I'm so punny, even in my pitch. <laughs> you gotta sell it. You gotta play to your audience. The reporter's nose getting... I think they're gonna be like, who? Is this kid's name Corky? <laughs> the reporter's nose getting wind of it. Wretches. No further questions. Fourth panel. Trump puts a cork into his butthole <laughs> and asks for the next question. <laughs> I love that you're so punny with everything, and then when it comes to that, you're like, straight up his butthole. Like, I was going to put the a... Harshest. I was going to put a parenthesis, like, outside of pants, but if they don't get that, like, if he... If I, I like, takes down his pants and plugs his... But that would be, like, a perfect time to see, like, a pimply, like... Few hairs here or there, stimpy-esque butt. But the reporter stands up and asks, "How do you respond to potential civil suits claiming sexual misconduct?" Trump responds, "I feel these allegations are unfounded. I want all the women of America to understand that." The cork blows out of Trump's rump, and his ass shouts, "That there's nothing wrong with a little grab ass." 
followed by a cackle represented in a nasty, farty green font. <laughs> Five. Trump gets into it with his ass. Trump, shut up. You're making us look bad. Rump, quiet you. I'm the only reason we got here. Trump, did we have garlic soup for lunch again? Rump, always. Six. Panel six. Pan out. From the reporter's perspective, they just see Trumping, Trump talking to his ass, non-personified. Reporter one, I think he's losing it. Reporter two, can you guys get it? What two would say? Uh, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't even, you're like, I don't know, what's it say? Uh, reporter two says, really? I think this is the best I've ever seen him. And then my little... You gotta add a panel where he chases his own ass like a dog. Oh, see? Well, I put, you know, more ideas upon request at the bottom, and then I said, my Trump should always be portrayed with a dump coil on his head instead of his blondiad pompadour. End of first pitch. Pitch one. What do you think? Classic mad bit. Trump in his rump. Yeah. Trump's rump. Trump's rump. I had, to, I had to come up with something because I was going to do a, a Cape Fear uh Cape Trump. <laughs> Cape but, Trump, but no movie, no movie parodies. Would you ever see the ass disembodied? Like here, it was hidden. You couldn't see the connection between his body and his his rump hanging off the side because it was behind a podium. Well, his rump but, kind of like sticks out to the side, like he's like only when it's leaning. saying something. Oh yeah, you gotta got a have an X-ray pose. of his rump, and then you see each hemisphere of his brain just floating. In each of his bulbous butt cheeks. I thought about that, and initially, my initial like write-up had to deal with like Herman's head. I'll make it like a bunch of little like evil guys are controlling his control center, which is located in his rump and not his brain. But it seemed too complicated of a pitch, and they don't want TV parodies. They don't want the the golden Herman's head bit. <laughs> so you have which, to go out of your way not to. Rip reference that and this the next one coming up is i, I don't want to spoil it because they might listen to the cast i know what sketch you were referring to by the way which one ari and mr penis yep yeah you got that uh-huh if the oh if yeah you, if you I wanted know. never forget <laughs> so we used to do a sketch going back going on to the namesake of my introduction we did a sketch was it one of the first shows we ever did First couple, probably, yeah. I do remember rehearsing it in still, still in MCAD on MCAD property. <laughs> that was a seriously I think it was our second show because the first one was maybe not. No, the first one had the his, historical interstitial connective mm-hmm. tissue. I know we did it at Acadia, and I know yeah. we did it at Bryant Lake Bowl, and I know I don't know it like had to be yeah. First batch. I think it was one of the first proper, proper sketches we wrote. But, yeah. But how, like, what did we name one of the podcasts? Like, our our, our, our dreams outweigh our schemes or something? It was the oh, most right, complexly yeah. difficult to pull off um, oh, technical sketch Te- technical, ever. Right. Literally, Timing seconds in your head like we were like yeah. professional Marx Brothers. Because we needed voiceovers and did we have a prop in his junk? So here's the premise of the sketch. It was uh, like Rump and his Trump, Ari, this nice young man going out on a blind date. Mm-hmm. Salty. Trying to be a gentleman. 
is is uh, 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 shanghaied by shang- his muskboshed by his own penis. Big muskboshed who unzips himself at <laughs> inopportune moments and and screams at the at the woman across the table. So yeah, the night it's the classic like the you know dick over the brain like Ari's the nice guy, the smart guy and then fighting with his his penis who can talk and is salty and aggressive. What uh and, and it was Andrew pre-recorded correctly? That's it what I wasn't I'm... like one of us in the wings with a mic. That's what made it so technically unnecessarily yeah. technically difficult. Why was it there were so to explain that, like Henning, you played Ari, you would go out and you and, and Casey, did you play the woman? Did I play the woman? Uh, Doesn't matter. <laughs> but you had to have all of our dialogue had to be timed. Uh, was it all on one track? Oh god! Dude. With spaces? Because <laughs> we didn't trust uh, a tech a person tech at that point. Like no. I think it was just Not like even back then. I think it was a one track, and we like lined it up on the Played editing it. with space to give your dialogue. Like, how insane is that? Instead of just being backstage, and just with a microphone, with a mic. Yeah. Why did we do it the other way? I have no idea. For because <laughs> of the zipper sound effect, is that why we needed it? Yes, it sold the whole <laughs> gag. God, how else will people know? But upon, but also, I don't think it went as badly as it should have. Tech-wise, I think actually it went okay, start yeah, to finish. Through it a few times, probably because we rehearsed it five hundred times <laughs> yeah, at MCAD and had it perfect. I remember it being proud of that one. Yeah, it's good. It wasn't. It's pretty well received. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Cring. cringeworthy. Maybe I'll have to find it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm if sure we find it's it again. somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of cringeworthy, now this one's a good idea. Pitch two. Time for your next submission. Submission. This is the first. I put this one. I put this one. Trump's rump, and then the third one because the third one's off the wall. And it's uh, so. This one is um, off the wall. This one is kind of. This is how I went. Like I had the idea, but it was a TV parody. But I was like, well, if it can't be a TV parody, I can work around it. You tell me what TV show it is. So the name of it is called Hipster Pope. <laughs> All right. Synopsis. I guess it's pretty easy from the title. Maybe from the title they're not going to read it because they're automatically going to think because it's a good pitch. Synopsis. And these are trademarked, by the way, listener. I emailed them to myself. That's all you have to do to trademark. (laughs) Synopsis. With more and more people confirming their belief that Pope Francis is the progressive... God, why do I do this? Uh, Quotes, Godsend that the Catholic Church (laughs) desperately needed... The Pope feels the need to appear more youthful, at which he fails miserably. Potential panels. One, Pope Francis uh, explains the pressures of appearing hip. Panel two, Pope Francis appears as a hipster a la Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Very ironic, oversized glasses, scummy mullet, his robe with cut-off sleeves, bad tattoos, his large cross pendant turned upside down. Three, the Pope realized the importance of social media. He tweets his anger about the cost of his prescription medications. He Snapchats his favorite biblical psalms. He posts his latest foodie picture of communion wafers and wine on Instagram. Four, (laughs) the Pope looking anemic because of his new vegan diet, holding sign or expressing, meat is murder, parentheses, so is abortion. Shh. 
Five. Ooh. That's good, right? Five. The Pope looking androgynous to fit in with the new trend of general gender neutrality, but still holding a sign or expressing his feelings that no women should be ordained. They just held that up again, by the way. Mm. Uh, it was just crazy. Uh, six. The Pope, exhausted after trying to be so hip, he sits in his recliner in briefs and undershirt with a TV dinner on a TV tray while Matlock is displayed on an old cabinet frame television set. Seven, the Pope explains that he'll, he'll leave being hip to his ambassador of cool, Archbishop Bishop of New York, Timothy Dolan. Dolan, Dolan, or Dolan, whatever his name is. Dolan appears with goggles askew on his forehead, a Looney Tunes jersey, saggy jeans with bejeweled Jesus fish on the back pockets, Dolan's arms are crossed as he states, Fresh! More ideas to be generated upon request. <laughs> that's a good one. That, that that's one. That's good. very Maddie, yeah. That works, right? So oh, I, don't I like the, the... Now we're going to Crazy Town. One ticket to Crazy Town. Well, this town. is... This is okay. Go ahead, Henning. Sorry. Is, is that a, I was going to say I like the exhausted panel where he's just lounging around in his natural habitat in, on a lazy boy yeah right maybe someone could <laughs> someone snapped a picture of that oh he's he's exposed as the as the grandpa he actually is old grump he, well and now you know what's what's my favorite like i really like the animation style of many of the mad animators like uh, I, I feel bad that i don't remember kind of the animators or uh sorry illustrators illustrators sorry it's all it's all liney worky to me. Uh, uh, no, sorry, illustrators. Um, I feel bad that I don't recall the. And you might know Casey because this guy came from the world of EC Comics, from like those uh-huh. Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah, like Alan Davis. Yeah, he just passed recently. Yeah, he was yes. a pretty prolific mad. Um, and then there, I, this isn't him, but it was another Al, Alfred Spiel, Spiel, Spielman or something. He's Spiel, the one who Spiegelman? drew. Yeah. He drew the balloon noses. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Arch oh, Spiegelman. Arch, Arch Spiegelman. No, not not Mouse. Not of Mouse fame. Oh, oh is that him? Why did we both think the same thing? That's my third parody. <laughs> uh, no. Um, what was I gonna say? So. Da, 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 da. Oh, anyway, so, but many of the, like, that tradition of those styles, like, people that yeah. worked at Mad, like, kept that up. And I, I really like that animation. But now, because of the way it works, like, with the 24 hour, like, or with the constant need for content, Mad Online will do, like, funny bits about, like, Trump and his kids. And they'll have, like, the, the jokes underneath, but, like, just images, like, pictures. Like, oh, like memes as opposed to like cool. illustration? Yeah, as opposed to illustration, they'll just have <clears> photographs, <throat> which I think is unfortunate. Hmm. For yeah. sure. Takes so much away. Sassiest caption. Well, then they're just another meme generator out there on the internet. They're not unique in any way anymore. Unless they illustrate, unless they bring in the illustrator. So, yeah, that's what's sad. Right, yeah, I agree. And not probably not a good, if that's their business model no that's just them on social media trying to keep up that's that's online they still have a print magazine that i'm i'm hoping they don't do that but 
so this one, you guys are going to know the character, but I was trying to figure out a way to break into that evergreen uh, market. So this has Timeless. this has Cybon mm-hmm. in it. Cool. So this has Cybon, the Plutonian Windboxer. This is this is an original character, a la the classic sci-fi space serial. Think Flash Gordon, only with even more space jargon. To make this a social commentary, Cybon would play a fish out of water character, and his outlandishly futuristic seeming concepts of dating or religion or politics, as examples, while at first would appear completely foreign, would reveal how absurd the realities of this, these situations currently are. Potential panels. Cybon the Plutonian Windboxer introduces himself. He appears in a me- metallic spacesuit with a box fan chest piece. Think low budget 1950s spaceman. I, Cybon the Plutonian Windboxer, have found myself on a strange, strange planet, which you call Earth. I've traveled many moon miles back in time and have been amazed at all of the discoveries I've found. Panel 2, Cybon continues. For example, on Cybonia, it is our customary dating ritual to avoid all physical contact and personal interaction until it is deemed appropriate to merge or marry. Most times this ends in an unholy union to a ghastly gas grizzler of Grippentraw Gamma. Image of an unhappy man at a wedding altar with a gloppy blob-like alien. (laughs) Panel 3, Cybon continues. On Earth, it seems you call this Tinder. Same image, only the alien is replaced by a human with very similar characteristics. I don't even think that's how... I don't even know how Tinder works. Four. (laughs) Cybon starts again. It is well agreed upon galactic knowledge that the supreme leader of the known universe is the subterfuge-spewing, sad-skulled sackbag of Sarlacc skyscraper fame. Let me repeat that. The (laughs) subterfuge-spewing, sad-skulled sackbag of Sarlacc skyscraper fame. An unyielding beast that grinds up all competitors and leaves their carcasses to rot in the perilous pits of Pungoon. An image of Trump-like drippy alien throwing a Hillary Clinton-esque alien into a pit. Bracket, similar to, similar to the Sarlacc pit from Return of the Jedi. Cybon continues, You have something much worse. In image of the Oval Office, we see the back of the President's chair behind his desk. Only a blonde quaff sticks out above it. Cybon. With a pair of butt cheeks off to the side. With yeah. a pair of butt cheeks. Got a crossover. That's true. old universe. Get me in. And that should be a dump coil, really. Yeah. Uh, it's panel six. Cybon concludes... And since the proof of God's existence in the year 2135, all life forms have concluded that the universe runs best on the concepts of peace, love, and goodwill towards men. Good, goodwill toward all men. Imagery of various types of aliens holding hands in a singing circle. This is so... Oh, boy. It's gauche, it's gauche to, to like your punchlines, but this is, this is... I don't even know. I don't like it. Seven. Saibon. And here you just have dot 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 hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Who's lampooned hippies in a while, huh? A crusty hippie. Mad Magazine was good at it. So I know. Let's bring it back. That's what I was thinking. A crusty hippie with flies circling overhead, sitting on a street corner with a sign offering hugs for drugs. Panel eight. Saibon screaming to the heavens. Send me home. More pitches upon request. He could have us. He could have a shocked space sidekick named Boxy. Boxy. <laughs> so I'm wait. I'm I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. Staff writer <laughs> job. Dad. Dad. Dagazine. Dad. Dagazine. 
I think Saibon's too good for Mad Magazine. I agree. But I was just trying to figure out I needed a third pitch. Got to hang something in front of them. You got to show them you can go, you can get weird. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I need to give them something completely out of, like, uh, left field. <laughs> but, I mean, Trump's rump's going to sell. No, hipster Pope, if they open that baby, <laughs> they'll go, this is our guy. And then this they go, they go Trump's rump. They'll go, he's finger on the pulse. <laughs> finger on the buttholes, pulse. And then three, they'll go, Andy's creative? He's got one in the stink. He's got one in the stink, and then a hipster pope and a a wind boxer in the, what do we say, stink or pink? He's got all his holes plugged. (laughs) Got them all. He's he's good. Oh, God, I'm going to go on welfare, I think. I don't know. (laughs) It's because I I got... uh, it's the 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 world of like uh, writing jobs is 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 fraught. A writer yeah. should know these things. Yeah. Is fraught with fucking scammers on both sides. Like I'm trying to scam sure, my way yeah. into any job yeah. I can get by saying, "You want a copy editor of legal mediation documents?" Yes, I. That's you created that job for me specifically. <laughs> I know what Mediate.com is, but at the same time, they, like. I did. Of course, I got a callback for a different. Not callback. Why do I say callback? I got a response to fill out like another tier of their hiring process for a legal firm that's like Schmischkin, Schmeigel, and Schmiegs. And it's like for like a very seemingly, seem, seemingly <laughs> tedious job of, yeah. of proofing legal documents. And the other one was like. A job for a content creator, like a content online content creation job for like an upstart nonprofit company. It's like, oh, this sounds cool. Like they're like, we do like articles on this, this, and this, and and then they're like, fill this out. We want to have an interview for our unpaid internship for fifty hours a week. It's like, fuck. Just gotta create fuck. your own fake news, man. That's where the money's at. Get some of that fake news money. Man, they don't care is that, about. It. Is that like BuzzFeed? Uh, kind of, they're like more irresponsible journalists because they released that, uh, the dossier before it was verified. The Russian dossier? It exists. You should work for BuzzFeed, Hans. They just do quizzes like, based on what kind of Italian food do you like, which friend's character are you? Oh, I could pull that they're shit just, up. Right, they're not like, uh, one side or the other of the political spectrum. They just put out shit. Non-stop. I see it all over Facebook and all whatever the time. gets clicks, that works. Get your and finger that, on that pulse. Isn't there something like that just is like on Front Street advertising? It's called like Click Crack or something. What's that do? Clickster. It's just like we only Clickster. create like it's like it's always like have you seen those ads? That's like which celebrities are dead you didn't know and then an image under it is somebody that's not dead. Like I see it's like a <laughs> oh, yeah, picture yeah. of Haley Joel Osment. Right. Like I yeah. don't. I didn't. From when he was dead. young, they get you to click, though. Yeah, it's called like Brendan Fraser. What Onion owns it? Like the Onion, because I was researching oh, click the hole. Onion. Clickhole. Well, that's a parody. They're, oh, they're doing. They'll they'll deliver something funny at least on the other side of it, whereas fake news is just to get you to click through and read get something page outrageous. Views. That's not true. It's all you in gotta it. get Google Adspense. Satirize. What was that case? 
you got to get Google AdSense and then get your fake news site and just get those clicks. Fuck, I'm having to like I a few jobs I applied to are like in order to like copy edit for them, you have to know like you guys know what an SEO is or what SEO is? Search engine optimization. Sure is. And you use things like Pardo and and not Jimmy. You use things like Pardo and Marketo and Google Analytics and Google AdWords mm-hmm. and all this fucking dog shit that I want to use for the podcast. I don't I don't how do we get that? Can we like do you have to pay for you have to pay Google for to come up when people see you? Is this a monopoly shit that I didn't know about? You can buy ads to You can drive buy ad yeah clicks but um search search engine optimization is a thing you can theoretically look up and get for free but there are specialists who can do it for you too that you pay for because it's just like combing through raw data right like you just look at what people click on like where you fall into your thing and pay attention to who your demographic is but why why doesn't every website just say like boobs (laughs) right (laughs) Like any, like you anyone get, that searches drowned in a sea of boobs, which boobs sounds like heaven. Click on us, right? <laughs> um, uh, search and en- so it's like counting cards. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I suppose an infinite deck of cards. You just have to know that you I have to know infinite, that sequence. It's just the amount of people there are. It, can, it can get that technical. Yeah. So that's the job search. Hoping this dad thing comes through. Well, we can transition into something equally as exciting. <laughs> Is that sarcastic? Of the penny. Oh, zinc segment. A zagnut. Yeah. Zagnut. <laughs> Go into it. Hit it. This could also help our all of our financial futures. Ooh. So as last week, we talked about the penny and that it costs more to make than what it is actually worth. In fact, the uh, one cent, the penny, one cent penny costs actually one point five cents to produce in the financial year twenty sixteen, and nickels cost eight point nine cents, eight point oh nine cents to produce. That's even worse. You should but be getting worse. rid of the nickels. That's first. all you need You'll to know. That is in. That's it. Sane. That's it. That's the like that. How come somebody can't step in front of people? Oh, it's zinc lot. You're gonna get into it. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nine billion pennies were made. Uh, each year at the cost of $135 million, which means American taxpayers pay an additional $45 million more than the actual value of the one-cent piece. And a nickel is worse. A nickel costs $38 million, or We lose $38 million on the uh, production. Mm-hmm. To put that uh, the in, U.S. dollar? To put that in perspective, that? To put that in perspective from another segment last, last time, uh, let's see, 30, four, about $40 million? So, so if we add them up, it's about... It's almost ninety million dollars a year annually. Waste. That's just waste. Overage. We pay more we could, than what it's worth. Could send about one third of a mission to Mars for that. This is re- that's a third angering of the way to me. Mars. <laughs> Fucking angry. All right. Uh, for perspective, a dollar, one uh, U.S. dollar costs five point four cents to make. The quarter costs eight point nine five cents to make, and the dime costs three point ninety one cents to make. The dime's where it's at. Always Diamond been a fan. Quarter. <laughs> I mean, they're all... Uh, the problem with the penny and the nickel is, of course, the cost to produce it. Also, its perceived value. If a person was to break and pick up a penny, 
if it took more than 6.515 seconds, it would cost you more than federal minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it when you So if it, it takes six point, <laughs> if it takes 6.16 seconds to pick up 100 pennies in an hour, it's not worth You're your time. You're losing money. Literally not worth your time. Uh, I pick them up all the time, too. And then you have to count. And- how many calories you're burning by doing that? Right, exactly. You're gonna fall down the rabbit hole. Like you're gonna just lose. You're in, you're in the red. You're putting Americans to work. Yeah. Well, and that's we the problem with it. it. Sure. Nickels, pennies. It's cost versus what our perceived value. Uh, here's a little history of of coins in the U.S. Uh, American colonists leaned heavily on the barter system. The only, only coinage used in com- commerce were uh, Spanish reels and British coppers, which were actually made of gold and copper. Uh, silver coins were scarce because they were forbidden to be imported to the colonies because all of the precious metal they could find here was shipped back to them. Mm. Got it. And part of, part of the reason for that was the alchemy-obsessed master of the British mint – uh, Isaac Newton melted down foreign coins, analyzing the exact content, thus creating the constantly shifting uh, modern exchange rate. Go wait, 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 wait. Al, Al, Alex Newton, A- Isaac, Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. He yeah, was sir. the tr- Newton. sir. He was the treasurer. I didn't know that. I knew he was. No, he was alchemy. the master of the British mint. What does that mean? In in his like spare time. The mint is where they create the coins. So he he took coins from everywhere melted them down and decided if they were actually valued at what they were based on what they were made out of. He's the reason we like gold. No, we always liked gold. He's the reason like now that they're like that we the exchange rates. Like he created the Got exchange it. rate basically. And he invented gravity. Because a gold <laughs> coin used to be worth one gold coin. It didn't matter where it came from. It was worth one gold coin. Yeah, there was no gold standard. But There's now, no. because our coins are just, it's a perceived value now. It's not right. an actual value, which is the problem with the penny. Because there's nothing backing it up. Is that where if I'm right? If it was actually made out of copper, it would be worth whatever a gram amount of copper the coin is. Right? Yes. Which is way more than a penny in this case. But doesn't which that, is way more than a penny. But it's also worthless because we've created way more uh, currency than we actually have in value backing it up right the reason there's well, inflation in is because he's talking still about isaac newton all right so isaac get, newton created the the like he was the first one to go oh we should check this because if yeah. we're getting shekels from czechoslovakia and their wood covered with brass like hey <laughs> buddy <laughs> leave it to the checks so he's the one the on the, uh, he's the voice of reason in this he he would be nowadays he would be melting down pennies to check the what they're actually worth. He, so yeah, Newton's yeah. anti-penny. He would, be on, he would be on our side, yeah. He, he's just looking at it from the point of view, like, as commerce expanded, he was like, I don't think... He started to see the scarcity of the metals and whatnot and was like, I think we need to analyze this to get everybody on a baseboard. The same level. I gotcha. Yeah, just making sure no one's getting scammed. And that created what we... Why the modern exchange rate. There's the thought process behind it. Uh, the first... Uh, U.S. minted coins used, at least in part, uh, a large donation of George and Martha Washington's silverware. Hmm. Really? To create, yeah. 
First widely circulated U.S. coin was a one-set piece crafted in 1792 made of 100% copper. It's a be- Where is that one now, I wonder? Check uh, check your not. pen. Check your... What are you... Change baskets. What do you put <laughs> yeah, change in? It said it was the size of a Sacagawea dollars. Oh, really? So it's a slug. It's a pretty decent-sized slug of copper. How malleable is copper? Very. Oh, so very. it's one of those you can take that big slug and you can actually put a tooth mark in it. Right. I miss maybe. that. Maybe. Just I, like gold. Uh, like gold, huh? Yeah. It's not quite as soft, but it w- doesn't take much to like melt it. Uh, the Lincoln penny was produced in 1909 on the 100th birthday of Abraham Lincoln, and that coin was made of bronze. Really? Yeah. So the penny was so never copper? It That first penny was copper. There was a tradition of it being copper, but to commemorate Lincoln, they started to use bronze. Do you... Which was more valuable, or what? I think it Third was place. just... I think it was the beginning of the, like, plating of coins. So was, they plated... There was copper core, but they plated it in bronze. He split so for, many rails. To commemorate his 100th birthday and to, like, show you that he is a person of, of mm-hmm. merit. Do we know where the term penny comes from? Probably Fennig. Oh, Probably yeah. Fennig. It's I nothing. mean, the... the I guess it didn't come across the etymology. I could have looked it up what why it was penny as opposed to anything else. Uh, during World War II, hoping to conserve copper, the mint switched to stainless steel, uh, but those rusted, so they people hated using them. So they switched back using spent the spent shell casings. Oh, that's uh, interesting. It wasn't, uh, the big shift in U.S. coinage came in 1965 when the price of silver rose so high bank employees asked to be paid in change because <laughs> it, it, it's a hundred percent silver like there it's worth way more than like a, a fucking paycheck right that's interesting uh, uh so that's when the u.s government uh banned the use of a hundred percent silver in coins switching to uh the a copper core with a copper nickel plating but that only applies to coins greater than the five cent denomination. Dimes. So, so which is quarters. why those still hold their worth. Got it. Because they are still made of copper. Uh, yeah. So uh, pennies minted before 1982 contain 95% copper, and nickels contain 75% copper with a nickel plating. Uh, just for some perspective, the largest copper deposit located in Arizona uses one ton of ore to produce only 10 pounds of copper. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big difference. It's a pretty big, yeah. bad return rate. Yeah. Uh, so now that's why the uh, chainage we know is made out of 97.5% zinc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That only changed in 1982, huh? Uh, what was the date of that? I didn't have the exact date. It, no, it was back kind of in the 60s, 70s. Huh. Um, uh, thin, in 1989... Thin of copper on that penny. Over yeah. that slab of dirty zinc. Dirty zinc. Uh, in 1989, a bill was introduced called the Price Rounding Act. It was to phase out pennies and have retailers round up to the nearest five cent. So, yep. you know, 189. Not far enough, but a step in the right direction. 190. Yeah, exactly. 
The bill was actively opposed by the Americans for Common Sense. Wink. Ooh, Mad Dad Magazine. Dad Magazine. <laughs> Dad Magazine. And Mad Dad Magazine was a lobbying organization created to specifically defeat the Rounding Act. And this group was funded almost 100% by the Jardin Zinc Production Company. I knew it. The nation's largest zinc producer working with the mint since 1982. They sound... Did zinc come from Arabia? Is it an Arab? What was the name of it? Jardin Zinc Products. Jardin. Sounds like Jafar. (laughs) Evil. Sinister. JZP. The JZP. What? uh, I wonder... So, Jardin... Like it's French, I think. Air Jardin. It's a French name. <laughs> oh, French. Got it. Uh, in 1990, the ACC, the Americans for Common Sense. Wait, <laughs> um, wait. ACC. They, they actually did, they actually the said pun? sense, not sense. Yeah, no, sense. <laughs> not sense like common sense. It's sense as in C E N T S. They actually. Oh went my! There. God. It is Mad Dad Magazine. A hundred percent. Amazing. They didn't, like, sniff around the joke. They just went full on. No, it's sense. Do you think when they agreed, like, that got a... They loved that idea, right? Oh, There was no nays in that yay or nay session. (laughs) I read it so fast, I thought I misread it and was like, that's dumb, it can't be. Oh, no, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was a slam dunk. Yeah, it was. Uh, (laughs) So the bill was in Congress and floating around. In 1990, the ACC... Enlisted economist Raymond Lumbra, an economist, a, a professor, to testify before the Senate Banking Committee. He hypothesized that to round up would increase consumer expenditure. He framed the argument as a tax increase slash expenditure of $6 million. Mm-hmm. So the political pressure was basically, uh, if you vote for this bill, we can tell your constituents you raise taxes. Right. By $6 million. But in fact, by doing that, you reduce everybody's taxes by m- much more. It actually, on paper, is only a increase to each American of $2. But wouldn't it be like actually in the long run, it negates it, right? Because it's less production and they don't have to pay that yeah. extra, right? We would save at least $45 million. You, you as a whole would save almost... 500 times more. Exactly. But, yeah, uh, I got you. Zinc. So this was all happening, and he was stink. framing it as a tax increase, so everybody's like, harumph, harumph, harumph. Was there, uh, was there any other, uh, like, old-timey, good old pennies, we got to keep them, like, was the propaganda just that tax thing, or did they also do have to do, like, a public relations? Oh, the, we'll get to it. They, they okay. save the big guns for... When the fight gets needs to get fought, they, uh, they turn those pennies back into ammunition, so huh? This is still behind yeah. the door, behind closed doors. This is doors, still behind the closed maneuvering. doors. This this act, the price rounding act, was never ever defeated. It was just basically tabled into oblivion. Right. Got you. They could still vote on it. It's still in Congress. It still can be voted on, but it's just basically buried. When was the year that it was introduced? 89. So it's still floating around there. Still can. Still, For, you still could call it up if you wanted. Amazing. Um, during all this, there was a uh, metallurgist in southern Ohio. His name was Walter Lerman. And he discovered a possible solution to some of this problem. Uh, a copper deposit that is 
larger than conceivably larger than the one I mentioned in Arizona. Uh, Lerman's this mine, this find Lerman could yield the same 10 pounds of copper with only 30 to 40 pounds of ore. As opposed to one ton. One ton. Okay. So 30 to 40 pounds to one ton. Lerman operated uh, his establishment at a at profitabil- prof- profitability until the government shut him down. Uh, basically, Lerman didn't find like a new vein of copper. He, he created a process that could uh, separate well, the old 100% copper coins from the zinc hack coins. Uh, and his company was called Jackson Metals. It, it purchased truckloads of pennies from the Federal Reserve. He turned the copper, 100% copper ones, into ingots and returned the zinc ones into circulation to cities where pennies were scarce, thus negating them making another billion pennies to fill these gaps. He was just saying, oh, this little dump town needs more pennies. I got a truck full of pennies. I don't need to and mine the And then he would the sell earth. the pure copper back to the Federal Reserve. I don't need oh. to mine the earth. I'll just mine the currency that's already out there. So now yeah. is this guy in federal prison for life, thanks to the zinc, the zincers? Uh, the Mint soon issued a rule prohibiting the melting and exportation of one cent of pennies and nickel coins. Mm-hmm. So he got the kibosh. He's still doing working. He's basically buying half dollars and melting the silver down. Trying to get change from Canada and other countries to do it, but he can't. He can't use U.S. Uh, pennies and nickels. Right, he can't destroy a currency. But he can use U.S. half dollar. He can use Canadians. Canadian. Yeah, the, it, the the rule is mm. only on pennies and nickels. He can melt anything else, and the only pure silver coins are the half dollars, old half dollars. Huh. Where? Uh, where that is that end of zinc? Uh, no, there's, there, we're getting into just a touch more zinc. Uh, so all that happened, tabled, you know, tabled our price rounding act. So in 2001, um, uh, they brought up a new bill called the Tender Modernization Act, mm-hmm. uh, which was basically the same thing. Get rid of the penny, look at the nickel, but basically round up, get rid of this change. Um, so, uh, the ACC pulled out the big guns and got uh, all the penny drive charities um, to do it and uh, Lincoln lovers. Those were their two big arguments were, we can't get rid of it because we love Lincoln so much. Oh, my God. And they got all these charities to bemoan how much money they would lose if we got rid of the penny. Right, because of the little jar at the register. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. God, I hate, I hate them. Oh no! Yeah, it's, it's all just shady, crappy backdoor dealings. Um, but I mean, we'd still have change. You'd still have that change left over at the register. It'd just be a dime now, and a dime no, would I, become the penny. Everything would, would increase, and it it all goes back to like there's one more. So they that uh, change lending act is famous because that actual bill had a cameo in the West Wing. Oh really? Yeah, and they kind of explored the reason, like, we aren't doing anything about it. So they kind of tried to shed some light on it, but Canceled. defeated again. Uh, and, and once again, in 2006, uh, so we're still making them out of zinc, and in 2006, zinc is at still and is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. So now we're paying more for zinc pennies. 
Uh, and then the last thing would just be Nichols, Coinstar, and the vending machine monopoly. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's the only other reason is the the faux, like, I love Link and don't get rid of it, or the charity thing. Because the tax thing is losing ground as people do PayPal more, right. do ATMs more. Like, people pay $2 to use an ATM once as opposed to, like, I'll, yeah, sure, $2 for a year, get rid of pennies, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Um, people are more accustomed to doing that. But the big thing, it would be a multi-billion-dollar endeavor to uh, update vending machines. They never took pennies. That's the thing. They take nickels. The nickels mm. are losing more money. And the problem with the nickel is that it weighs the same as a, as a quarter. Yeah. It's heavy. So even if you were to like tweak what's in it, you would still need a lot of that mineral so it still is not cost effective and the vending machine monopolies and all those companies are all owned by the super huge like frito-lay coke that right. they're like no keep nickels united beverage corp and the other big one is coinstar which you've seen outside of a, uh, a tdf grocery store tdf so how it was created by a guy in college as a as a project and it was his idea. It was just like, everybody's got pockets full of change. I'll just do set up these machines. So he takes 8.9 cents out of any transaction. Coinstars yeah. alone process over 40 billion coins. More than half of them are pennies. What does so this dude's making a what, mint off of it. But what's the loss if you're just not feeding pennies into it anymore? I, that's what I'm like. <laughs> you wouldn't need to retool the machines even. That hundred, two hundred grand a year, Henning. You're talking to somebody who <laughs> wants to make money. Like, oh, what's the big deal? I'm going to lose two hundred grand. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. How does mm. how does Coinstar does like? I've never. I don't know if I've used one. If you put your coins into Coinstar, it gives you the dollar bills back, but they they you do pay a fee off of it or something. Yeah. Uh, I said it's nine, an eight, eight nine. about a, t- a ten cent fee, regardless oh, all right. of how much you feed into it. So it's more cost-effective to feed in lots and lots of coins because they're only taking a dime. But if you only put in a dollar, 100 pennies, you get 90 cents. Right. You're not even getting a dollar. Yeah. Well, it doesn't give you back the dollar. When I go, it gives me back a receipt that says, here's how much money you inserted. Go cash it in at a, at a register. No, I think you, that's Coinstar or that's like at a bank? That's Coinstar. Oh. Yeah, so they don't even give you money. They just take your money. <laughs> Do oh, you... And also, by the way, if you want your, if you don't want the eight point nine percent taken out, here are some preferred lenders that we can give you a gift receipt for instead. So or that's some... we're back to what we talked about: the penny and the nickel are valueless. We got to give them value. We got to give them to NASA. Going to Mars with pennies. We well, what if we we need to find out who who's the oh, I guess Coinstar guy and vending machine guy. We need to find. I was oh, going to say, can't take on vending machines. You're you're that's a lost cause. Let's send. Uh, time we can get rid of the machine. penny. We're never getting rid of the nickel. What if we made like? What if we send all those guys like pressure cookers full of pennies to their <laughs> to, to their front door? They'll change their tune. Molten zinc slag. <laughs> I guess that could be considered a threat. But these guys, like, how can it just so sh- so 
um, transparent, like how shitty they're being. Like when you see a yeah. bill in front of Congress, and immediate, and these guys are supposed to be the uh, in, uh, have enough intellect to represent us. They say yeah. this piece of metal costs us almost twice as much to make. Therefore, it is costing us all this money. They go like. Yeah, but uh, I think we should still make it because of this. People and this. love like, Lincoln. That's like, you just go. You guys are all f- on the take. You yeah. know, you're all full of shit. Like, where's like the? Is, I, there must be like, is there? Is does the House or Congress or the Senate not filled with one person that stands up and just goes like, this is, this is so stupid. Like, what you guys are to all fiscal responsibility. That's just another show alongside. No, the two the... guys that introduced the first bill, like, fought for it until they both retired. Right. Like, they fought to have this changed, mm-hmm. and they were fought at every turn. It wastes money and lives. Kills people? Zinc miners? Well, these two senators wasted their lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Their lives, a good fight, man. Their life's not even worth a penny, apparently. No, and it's funny, like, doing that research, I was like, fuck, it is just typical scumbaggy politics. That's the only thing. Because any rational, reasonable person, like you said, would go, this doesn't make sense. Why would we pay more money? Why would we invest money just to lose half of it? Right. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's just pure economics, right? It must be worth more to common know. sensonomics <laughs> to yeah, the people who have these senders ears. dirty zinkers <laughs> i know even that dude in ohio like why'd they shut him down he but, just given the fucking copper back to the mint anyways right but what where's that guy that guy's got his own thing going on like once he gets shut down he just goes i'm moving on to silver dollars then like, oh, yeah, once everything comes <laughs> crashing down and he's sitting on a fucking pyramid of pure silver bars, yeah, he'll be okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, why don't we just work he's in... Scrooge McDuck in it. Like, what's a doubloon? But, mm. Like a gold <laughs> well, piece. Why can't we have those? I mean, silver is a created value, too. What can we really do with... If, it, if, if the world is post-apocalyptic, what's silver really going to be worth? Well, it's... Whatever you want it to be, Henning. In a way, silver and gold are, are just created perceived value too. Right. It's only as useful as if you as pluck them out of the, the for. social structure we have, they're valueless. We need to start canning yeah. water and air because those are the real currencies that are coming. Especially after we heard that that plug of the butthole from last week's podcast. Of those two black holes colliding, like yeah. you guys, and Tyson closed them for permanent. Like you hear that, and my reaction was like, I got like goosebumps. Like, yeah, like that's something interesting that happened in space. But that is Jesus telling us what's coming. Like he's like, you heard that. He's like, this is what this is the last thing you'll hear. Are we gonna before cure the nothing? I don't want to close my eyes. I yes. don't want to fall asleep because there's a big rock coming. Zoop. And, <laughs> bloop. and like it's that thrown was, by Jesus Christ. It's like, it, it kept making me think of the beginning of, uh, I, I know you, uh, this is a good point. This might even be the point you're going to make, Henning. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the beginning of 
Independence Day where the nerds are sitting like listening to REM or something and then all of a sudden they hear like and he's like what? Huh? And he's like come in here you gotta hear this and he calls his boss he's like it better be something damn important and he goes listen to this and he listened to the and they're like this is the greatest discovery ever no it's your doom like that's what we discovered like we think it's really cool that we've discovered this gravity vibration gravity gravity vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> uh penthouse gravity vibe <laughs> but we, uh gravity sound wave what's it called gravity waves gravity waves like we're like, oh my god, this is the discovery of the year. But I, the Goldblum, that's why they called me Jeff Goldblum, is <laughs> knows that this just has our number. It has our frequency. It, well, <laughs> as if it's an a smart entity out there that is communicating to us. Well, potentially, got our number, Henning. Potentially, <laughs> potentially, oh, we in- we say it's two black holes colliding. Mm. I say it's potentially. A sentient form. It's a super weapon. Uh, that has a super weapon that can make black holes collide. Well, I like a beam. think this kind of stuff, we didn't expect to see black holes colliding when we turned on our ears, so to speak. But since then, it's happened three times. I think everyone's thinking this has just been happening forever. And we happen to just turn on our, our we- telescopes at the right moment to... Uh, intercept one. It's happening all the time around us. So now black holes are colliding in, into each other. So now a black the, hole colliding is just like a, 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 a what do you call it? Like a stu- so you're saying it's over, Henning. You're saying it's over. We're done. It's what does it happen when a mountain explodes? It's like volcano. a volcano. Yeah. The <laughs> volcanoes just happen. Mm-hmm. It's like a volcano. Yeah. A it's space volcano. It's a cosmic disaster. But fortunately, it was 1.3 billion light years away. But eventually, there's going to be one that's like only like a, a one away. Could be. And well, that's it for us, right? Because of the fallout from that. I yeah, that I think that would be it for us. Yeah. See. But that could have happened at any time, whether we knew about it or not, whether we turned on on our hearing device or not. So it's probably already it's happened. Just now we know about it. So, like, it probably happened. We just haven't heard it yet. Like, already the fallout is on its way. It, it, like, the end of all existence actually has happened. We just haven't heard <laughs> it yet because it's a certain amount of light years away, right? It Potentially. Uh, possibly. Right? I mean, if it's, if it's beyond a billion light years away, I don't think it's going to affect us too much. I, I could jeg into the threshold of, <laughs> of danger probably 10 Hans wants to know years. what's what's kill zone where are we looking at the chan- the chan- universe is huge and this happens all the time because it's huge and we're listening to the whole sky but the chances of it happening within our sphere of of danger we'll say which might be 10 light years i don't know so and is exceedingly small an asteroid an asteroid could come hit us well before that there's there's a million ways the Earth could be snuffed out like that, and this is only the latest, highly unlikely way that. And the first one is Trump. Trump's the real. He's an ass teroid. Ooh, I should <laughs> let me write that down. Um, ass teroid. <laughs> oh, the, even roid. He's three. That's a three. triple pun. <laughs> 
Holy smokes, Asteroid. I know the title of this one. <laughs> he is two black holes coming together in one entity. He's two he's a head in between two black holes. He um uh but an asteroid just there could already be an asteroid on the way that's already destroyed us and we don't know it. I guess you could look at it that way. Yeah. Predetermined. But we need to, the sooner we know about it, the sooner we can do something about it. Can't do anything about it. That's why we have to put more money into NASA. Those Gallagher-Sauruses couldn't... Get uh, those goddamn pennies rolling in. That's what we got to do. Yeah. If it's big enough, we couldn't do anything about it, but the chances are tiny. If it's small enough, we could do something about it. But we who's going to send the, the oil rigging miners up to space if it isn't NASA? Musk? NASA is no, NASA. Tyson. It's his idea. Those two in cahoots on their in their ivory tower in their vests, oh, riding their little in their Tesla beds. <laughs> I don't know. But we should mind, like, what's stopping, how far away is an asteroid? When's the first man going to get, should it be manned to Mars? Is there, are there an asteroid closer than Mars? The asteroid belt is beyond Mars, in between Mars and Jupiter. Um, I think there's a few that once in a while come in closer, though. Let's get on one of those. Get a goddamn lasso up there. Let's do this shit. Right. I agree. So, do you think... Fun NASA... Give, we need a moon base to shoot our lassos off of. How cool! It would be a lot cooler to have a base on a moving asteroid, not knowing where you're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a little scary. You th- you think you would feel like if you were on an asteroid because it's big. It's like we're on Earth. We're mm. on our big rock in the in yeah. the moving. But we have a very stable orbit that we can bet on it not running into something else. But we're still spinning like what, like a million miles. Are we spinning very fast? And we and for a short time, a for a little thousand. longer, we have an environment that can sustain us as opposed to an <laughs> asteroid. Does it have? Well, if it's big enough, it has an environment, right? <laughs> if you Theoretically, we don't have a we don't have a candidate that's big enough. Oh, yet. all right. But, but I'm we, just but saying. But if we keep looking, maybe. Forget it. Just to like, if you were to like, you know, like. Uh, trying to think of an analogy. I'm getting to the question Hans really wants to ask. Henning, can we get an asteroid in orbit, and then can we build a pleasure dome on it? That's all I want to know. I'm just wondering if you can ride it for a minute, like riding a wave. You want to cruise on an asteroid somewhere unexpected. Would you feel wind whipping through your hair, because there's no wind in space? (laughs) It's a windless universe. you answered your own question. (laughs) Okay, so your hair's not whipping. No. (laughs) That has to be the title of the end episode. A windless universe. <laughs> but do you, back how does that fit in with Saibon? But on an He's asteroid. a wind boxer. He is. Do you? Oh, no. Shit. <laughs> Poking holes. I'm glad he's not on the dad magazine board. <laughs> this idiot. But if you're <laughs> on an space. asteroid. All right. Think. Yeah. And I'm you there. have two firm feet planted. Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? Because you're moving so fast. The gravity of it, it's big enough that it has enough gravity to keep you holding onto the ground. Or do you just fly off it if you hit like an air pocket? If it's small enough and it won't have enough gravity, yeah, you, you would have trouble staying on it. Because it, ju- it would just be you and the asteroid, two objects in space floating next to each other. But is anything in space pulling you away from it? No. 
So if you just have a grip, jump close to high enough, you would get pulled away from it. What would you, what would happen? You'd have to get out of whatever small gravitational pull it has. Yeah, the asteroid would be a little bit, but not enough to keep you from floating off in a straight line. You'd just without you'd be without pull from enough pull from the asteroid or any other object to keep you rooted. You'd you'd go offline in a in a straight line. If you took the gas tank you're... and gave it a gave it a little toot, you could shoot off of the asteroid and float mm-hmm. into space. Or you so Musk is working on Mars, DeGrasse Tyson's working on mining asteroids. But you, you're going to need to equip these miners with magnetic, root boots. Magnetic boots. Boots that root you down. Mm-hmm. Trademarked root boots. <laughs> so while, you're, while you're mining asteroids, every one of these miners, you've got a, like a space contract. That's how you make your zinc. You're going to have the root boot lobby. Think of a good <laughs> pun for root boots. The rootin', the rootin tootin' randies. Root boots. Root boots. Basically need anti-gravity boots. That's what a root boot is. (laughs) Which is... Heavy. Very far in the future. Well, all right. If it's... I hate to say this, because it's going to... Just it being heavy wouldn't be enough. Not having lead soles. (laughs) All right. All right. I was just wondering, because that seems like how you would... How do you defeat gravity? You make it heavy. You use a, a... a different force like magnetism, possibly. Reversed rockets. Yeah. Right? Your rocket's pushing you down <laughs> Push you into down. the surface of and if you want, the asteroid. They'd have to be constant. Then you're zooming around. That's then you're the, surfing the moon. That's the Air Jordan model yeah. of root the Jordan. Boot. Yeah, we'd need not root boots, but just really efficient rocket engines to uh, fly around and float around with the asteroid. While they we're still, mining it. They st- you need the oppositional op- pull, but you still need weight. And that's what you do with that displaced zinc when we get rid of the penny. <laughs> Into the root boot fortune. Root boot. Yep. Zinc lined root boots. <laughs> Not bad. Or just shoot it into the sun and <laughs> give us a bit more time on, on, on the sun's furnace. Wait. Um, I'm with Henning. I want to shoot it to the sun. Wait a minute. You can legitimately like feed the sun like you feed a fire, and yeah. that's it'll keep it going longer. Yeah, I mean, it, anything we could come up with on Earth. To I'm exaggerating a little bit. I think if you threw the whole Earth in, we maybe like another. We get 10 a couple minutes. seconds longer. Yeah. Another ten minutes on our six billion year lifespan of the sun. But. but but event- Something like that. eventually, like a hologram, isn't really there, but it's there. Eventually, we're going to be able to trick the sun by feeding it like holographic pellets to keep it heating like uh, longer and longer. Oh, you're hacking the system now. Hacking the sun. We'd have to <laughs> hack the sun. To sun. do that, we have to still keep plumbing the edges of the universe, the edges of our knowledge, and we have to look beyond the simulation that we're in and figure out the rules of it. Exactly. So still, yeah. fun NASA. Feed the sun these asteroids. These ore-rich asteroids. But you really don't want to feed the sun anyway because the bigger it gets, the sooner it's going to explode, right? Because the sun will explode or implode. No, no. If you apply Mario 2 rules to it, it'll start blinking. <laughs> yeah. And then it will blink red for a while, and then it will explode. Is that the same? So that one. it out. That one swoops, right? I'm thinking of that egg monster. 
fucking uh, what was his name? Blue. The one, the one that shoots the stomach eggs at you. Shoot! Uh, didn't he shoot the egg out of like or his bomber, uncircumcised nose? <laughs> the Super Mario Two. So Mario the sun is Bomber man. Mouse, and we got to throw its own sunny bombs back at it. Wasn't it just Birdo? Was it Birdo? No. That's different. Dino? Durno? Yeah, you hit it in the face, and then it died with the eggs. Three eggs. And you'd hop on the egg. Or did only yeah. one of them hop? You all had to hop on the egg? Or was only the princess able to suck an egg up and throw no, it back? No, because that whole game was built around hopping on stuff and ripping the, the turnips and stuff out of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You fed like you beat like you threw vegetables at an, <laughs> a like a meat eating frog at the end, right? Yeah, because there was that one bomber mouse was one of the bosses that ran around and dropped the bombs. Yes, and you had to quick grab them and throw them before they blew up, like the sun. That that <laughs> that game. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wasn't that cool? I was going that time when video games. The new big innovation for that video game was picking stuff up, hopping, riding things. I think, and I think, wasn't the original Super Mario just called Jumpman or Super Jumpman or something? Where the big innovation, the big sell of that game is, he can jump now. You can go up, down. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's still, like, I whoever animated, yes, it would be the animator, not the, like, whoever animated Mario 2, like, not only did they say, because you could just pick it up and it'd just be, bloop, I have it, animated strain. I think it was the first time mm. you ever had animated strain, because like the pickup was like yeah. when you had to get that egg, like you actually felt felt like a second of like yeah, it took you a moment. It took a moment, and it would throw off the sweat lines. As they- yeah. <laughs> Luigi, uh, who was your character in that one, guys? Luigi could jump extra high. The little toad was fast. Fast princess floated, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Mario. What? Why would you be Mario? He didn't do anything for you. Because you're a company man. Yeah, status quo. <laughs> Brand man. The Mar- like my Mario. The Mario lobby. I was Luigi, mostly. Me too. Yeah, me too. I like his little floaty jump. Because he'd do the little kick, the little <laughs> legs would go. The ice level was really hard. Four, I think. Terrible. I don't know. <laughs> We're obviously... Uh, Grasping at icy straws. <laughs> icy straws. <laughs> oh, boy. I will say number two was be- the best. The best. I think so, too. It was yeah. out there. Shouldn't have been a dream. Should have the continued. Least, the least like the other Super Marios. But do it you was th- like a dream. It was like a... He, he woke up I mean, at the end. Night. I oh. think I'll... Oh, okay. Th- and he never beat it. I guess not. Busted. I was say it was like... It I was think the reason like it was a, dream, a... But it was actually... I'll have to look it up. The reason it was a dream is because... They uh, basically took an existing Japanese game and then yeah. were like, "We're making it a Mario game." Yeah. Oh, really? Retrofit it. So to that's fit why in. it's it's different. Oddly Mario and oddly not Mario. Yeah, like if they were to continue with two, I wonder how we'd feel about two. Like if two led into three. Like if three had more root veg and and egg <laughs> hopping. They kept the riding thing because originally you couldn't stand on those bullets. They'd kill you, oh, yeah, but then in right. 3, you could ride them. That's right. Or pick them up somehow out of the air without leverage. 3 that's, was that's cool. Weird. 3 was good. All right. <laughs> All <laughs> <Okay>. right. <laughs> Here we go. 
Well, I'm kind of glad we didn't spend the whole episode talking about Trump, even though I've spent the last 24 hours uh, prepping. <laughs> and it was prepping. Looking at that material. But that's okay. Yes, that's we, for next week. Next week is all raspberry all day. So okay. let's put a war- <laughs> let's put a warning out there because this is about to get fucking real. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what cronies never say die, as Dad Dagazine <laughs> will someday say. Cape Trump, Trump's Trump. I'm doing all when you now now when you guys see a Trump with a dump coil on his head, trademarked. But you'll know. Mm-hmm. Hans is Where no longer unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, next week. This is a warning, though. But still, of course, you have to listen. Is all politics. So I don't know what. Got to do a hail to the chief. What intro. segments are coming? Uh, but I'll definitely let me. I'm going. Give me whatever secretary of. Give me just throw like uh, throw something at me right now. That's like the most obscure or not uh, position because I don't know anybody. I know there's Breitbart stuff like, give me like a secretary of the sack lunches and I'll look up who he's appointing and we're going to see how fucked up even the lowest level of his uh, cabinet. One cabinet member who might have flown under the radar until now. Yeah, of his unprecedented oligarchy that he's creating is. So uh, I think liberals are pretty much complaining about every single one of them. There, I, I heard of, we'll get into it. But we're spilled legitimately milk fighting. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> spilled milk. Just kidding. Sorry. There's a yeah. I heard even like yeah. It's just like of course like that's everybody's gonna be upset if the opposition. But this is like something special. Like it's not like spilled milk. Like you're just playing politics. Like you're supposed to all of a sudden go along with the opposition's president, especially one that's so like outwardly bizarre. Like, eight years ago, I have a feeling Republicans were like, I'm not going to fucking this Looney Tunes inauguration. Yeah. Of course, I don't support him or uh, just say stop whining or something like that. Uh, Fucking whine. Yeah. When he does something bad, you better believe I'm going to tell him he's doing a bad job. The fallacy is that you either support him or don't. No. You take what comes and... Yeah. Say, I'm fuck, sure he'll do some no decent wrong. things and he'll do some terrible things like every president has like we're the US is still standing so someone didn't fuck it up so bad right, right. but, uh, but uh, as I said as I said last week he is doing stuff now even that can be complained about and it's not oh sure yeah. characterize it as whining and save your pennies to throw at Sean Hannity because I fucking hate that guy more. In than... his open mouth when he's cackling, throw, break his tooth like Mister Perfect's with a skittle, all right? Because he's a fucking piece of shit. That's worse. Yeah, like I was thinking about like, oh, all right, I'll, maybe I shouldn't say this because it'll come across as like I'm radical or like dangerous. But I had I'm just remembering this now. I had like a. This is like a daydream. This is any, in anything I want to commit, but it's like I would never because in understanding piece. But I did have like a weird fantasy in my head for like two seconds about I wish I had become a registered Republican before this election, voted for Trump. So there's a record of me doing all this, and then strap <laughs> Fox News headquarters. So then they couldn't Jesus. argue, but they're like, like there was a terrorist attack, but they were like, fuck, it was. From a registered 
white Republican, but I'm sure they oh, found a way to spin it. Oh, uh, you'd be a German Muslim nationalist. Right. I don't want to do that, by the way, but fuck, fuck, fuck Sean Hannity. Trademarked, I'm, though. Trademarked. <laughs> trademark terrorist plan. Don't take it. <laughs> I, I don't even know if Sean Hannity's the guy I'm thinking of. I'll have to see his face. I haven't seen him in the news <laughs> lately, but we'll we'll find out if he's bloviating next week. Bloviating? Talking hot air out of his ass mouth. I'm doing Secretary of Food. Is there one? Yeah, uh, the yeah. Interior? Secretary of Agriculture? I'm you going may have to do a threefer. You may have to do the tentpole of, of food. I'm doing a I'm doing a segment on the cronies. Cronies. Either a segment or a sketch. Well, I'm gonna have work on my voices. <laughs> All right, folks. If, oh, you got one more thing. I was gonna say if Dad Magazine will let me, you know, intellectual property. Yeah. Once they get me, they got me. Once yeah, again, company in, man. Yeah. Then it's their property. I'm sure. No, 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 it's not. But they, they, uh, it's not if you email it to yourself. <laughs> I'll fucking burn. Brown, you saw what I was going to do to Fox I'm going to get a subscription to Mad Magazine. If I see, strap some <laughs> fucking building up. If I fucking see Rump's Trump in any capacity, <laughs> they will they will rue the day. They I'll talk about melting, talking about finding a use for zinc. Fuck. They are going to get a fucking rusty zinc saw blade on one arm. I'll cut my own arm off and have a zinc arm. And I'll I'll tee to them. I will. So I hope they hire me. I better not talk. I better not tell them I have a side podcast on the the, right. sub, the project. Hire the me or I'll kill you. <laughs> I bet people have done it. <laughs> uh, That's an hour. That sure is. Nothing good after. All right. You don't end with hire me or I'll kill you. Yeah, that's true. I thought it best to end it there before you said anything. Incriminating? Further. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Did that go too far? All right, I'm going to hit record. Or stop. Oh, I didn't record. No, I'm going to stop. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Hey, jerks. Uh, <laughs> not jerks. Well, we, we're all jerks. Um, just a quick reminder or favor, if you liked what you heard and you have a literal minute, please visit us on iTunes at Jerk Practice and subscribe to the podcast. And if you give that mouse a cookie, here's a real glass of milk. We're slowly but surely getting new listeners and recognition on iTunes, but we could really use your help on this front. Just by downloading the apps before you listen... You can delete them after you do. <laughs> can you tell this is written? Or by giving us a five-star review, just click five stars and write poop. Shh. And just sharing an episode or two, send them to Greg Stone and your mother. You can really help get this pod out to the world. And whose voice is this? And we promise you, this is, oh, this is true. And we promise you this is a one, this is, and we promise you this is 100% not a scheme for a single solitary slug of zinc, meaning money. We just think the world 
that we live in, as serious as it is or may become, would get a little relief if we could randomly run into one another once in a while and say, Hey, you hate Musk too? Or praise be to Dom. Thank you, and we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, Also, please follow us on our Facebook page, The Jerk Practice Podcast, and you can at us, at Jerk Practice Pod on Facebook. Thanks. Okay. I'm recording. All right. Okay. You're recording, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah, fucking yeah. 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 I have my wig and hat glasses. I need an opinion because I've been getting it from all angles for fuck's sake. About that uh, glasses? About my glasses. And it's even like to the point where like it did get to the point where I was like, I'm just fucking not going to wear them. <laughs> like around, really? around you. It, I don't think so. I, I think they're normal. And then she's like, go work at champs. It's like, why? Well, everybody's nice at, nicer than you at champs. <laughs> all right. Maybe I will. Um, Go work at champs. But it's like they're not the that heckling? bad. They're just normal. Like I'm so he's like just wear them to get used to them, and then if you don't like it, uh, you can look into getting contacts, or you can um, bah, just say screw it and wear them when just you when a, you drive when you go bum, to the movies. Get a bum set of contacts. Get the like monthlies, and then wear them for a year a piece. Contacts. Yeah. I don't know if I could physically put them in my eyeballs. Oh, I had that same problem. Yeah. My sister literally, literally he, she's an optometrist, and went at the, about the time I had to replace my glasses, and she was first at that job, she spent two hours hunched over my head in the bathroom trying to get the contacts in my face, but I kept blinking. I could not do it. I was crying. How, did, how, how old were you? Eh, 18. Ooh. 18 crocodile no that's not cry what would you call 18 no, teen tears i was 12 and it, it takes a while to that that initial but you get used to it like, sure like anything of course you flinch when you're sticking something on your eye but right it was not 18 it was way later i'm oh. thinking she would have had to have a job so i was at least <laughs> and she's she's way younger at least than me, 26 so. <laughs> crying in the bathroom I don't blame you, man. It is hard because you get all fucking your nose starts running. Like it's a mess. Yeah, I just rather so put these on. I ordered a pair of. I ordered. I already ordered it. And you know the reason I got them? Let me get them. Mm-hmm. But the or let me finish what I'm going to say, and then I'll get them, and you can or just tell me what you think. Because I think they're just they're yes they're a little big, but as we said, yeah. mm-hmm. I have a bean headed frivolity. Yeah. Um. So it is what it is, but it's not like outrageous, I don't think. But that being said, the reason I got them, and iterate, and this is probably going to get cut because I got an intro. Might want to start with the intro. <laughs> uh, is uh, you cold tag it with the glasses conversation? I cold tag the front tag. Tag yeah. teamed. Cold intro. I uh, they told they said you can just get them here in this rack. Your insurance covers almost all of it. I said okay. Those are all. Yeah, this bin. is the one. It's a bargain bin. And they were $30. And then I just went online yesterday, found the exact glasses I wanted for, with their, your lenses, it's called, Z- I'm not going to buzz market them, but I found a site online and they were- No native s- advertising? They were $16 with my prescription. 
And frames. Well, then go, go get those. Go I did. Them. I ordered them. Find better ones. Oh, you're getting them. I just ordered them. And now I have two pairs of glasses, which seems uh, <laughs> uh, unnecessary already after just not even needing them for no, a second. No, it's not. It's like keep your, your fucking champs, champion glasses because once you get used to wearing them, it's nice to have a backup because mm-hmm. you ride your bike. If you fall, they break. Right. And if they break and you're used to wearing them, then you're back to being blind again. Yeah, yeah, of course. I have yeah. a backup pair of glasses just in case. Yeah. I figure. Let me pull these beauty. You can't hear me. I'm getting the glasses. Hans is reaching into the bag for his. Whoa. Watch the. Watch All the, the wigs and the hats fell out. Nice catch. Nice catch, Henning. Uh, simple. Super simple. <laughs> I mean, they're not they bad. Like, a bit old manish. Uh, well, they're that, not, that makes sense, though. They're not hipster as of 10 years ago. They're like... No. I mean, I get what she's saying because I... Oh, chic. Like, Cat. we know you so much and we've p- played dress up for fucking 17 years. Right. Like, it seems like you're doing a character. She said you're, you got those <laughs> to be funny. I said, I like being funny, but not like in 24-hour life. At my own expense. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you know what? If that's the case, because like, I got another reaction like, you look like a turtle from somebody I don't even know her name. It's like, that is just as rude. But um, just walked up to you and said that? No, I walked in. It was at, a yoga, it was at the yoga studio. Hmm. You look Insensitive. Like a but... <laughs> Which, and again, that, that's not, like, going to break my heart. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think. But then I, she was like, go work at Champs. You're a hipster. I got, this is was, too early in the podcast in case Meg. she listens. I, I, can't, I can't go hard until late, late cast. But um, when she's dropped off. I do realize, because the glasses I ordered are smaller, so they fit my face. But they are Dahmer framed. Like, metal yeah. framed, square, mm-hmm. like... I guess that I'm not buying them to be ironic. I just like those glasses. So I I agree. Like, leave the mullet. I was back at Champs yesterday again. And yeah. it just... And this time the guy was rude. So... Ooh. Were you He's, wearing your glasses? Was you, Did he think you were stepping on it? You wanted his spot? My turf? <laughs> no, for the no. king, are you? Because it was MLK, it was a holiday. They had like a line and they give you a wait. And I walked in knowing that there was going to be a line. I said, hey, uh, we're going to be two. And he was making a, a maple latte or something. He said, uh, you're going to need the hostess then. But there's not like a hostess stand there or anything. It's just a woman walking around with like an iPad. So right. so he's going to get it today. I'm in the weeds here. I'm not the host here. He had uh, an army green shirt, like button up shirt. With sleeves on, but the sleeves had been rem- cut off and then reattached, but only with safety pins all the way around. Oh, I see. Yep. <laughs> Damn. The bottom was Adam Sandler, uh, Billy Madison, so like cut into like strips, you know, like when you see like a flyer and you can take a phone number. Okay. Like, so it was okay. like tasseled. Fringed. Custom Home fringed. tasseled. Home fringed. Um, <laughs> the pants, you know, classic. I think they were women's jeans. Which is fine because I'm not sure what this person is. Um, Ratty mullet, same as always. But, dude, here's the cake. Here's the caker. One boot and one shoe. (laughs) One boot and one tennis shoe. (laughs) Amazing. Breakfast club on it? 
So you can leave. You can have all that. I don't one need boot, it. One shoe. One boot, one shoe. Keep it. I'm no, no way. You're not done. going that far. I'm not. But the glasses I like. I'll, I, I, and if that's hipster, I don't know when that trend started, but. When I was playing that scuzzy child molester, how long ago was that? 11, 12 years ago. 13 years ago. That's the... I proceed. That's the reference yeah. I was looking for. Yes, molester glasses. This is molester yeah. glasses now? It's a little molestery. No, I mean, maybe 90s molester. Not our classic. Which is our, our classic. Lead-addled <laughs> 70s molester. Okay. Well, that's No, I understand. I see, po- like, the, the style of the molesters we grew glass- up with. Yes, Casey. the ones we avoided. <laughs> right. No, because the glasses you have are more round as opposed to square. Yeah. And that and doesn't I prefer work. prefer the more square. But that rounded is coming back. Like, I see people with the more round, like, not the roundy John Lennon glasses, yeah. but the more, like. More, yeah, yeah, round. But I already have, like, a roundy face, so I'm going square. We'll see what those look like. And they're, but they are smaller. Like, I had to do, like, a measurement because I just have that. Small head. It's like reading Ulysses. Shh. Jerk practice, jerk practice.